So we have this episode and next episode of Allison and I finishing the We Married Rich podcast series. And I can't tell you, it has been so much fun. And Allison is actually back today. And we're going to talk about some of the things that we are glad that we did during this time and some of the things we wish we would have done differently. So stay with us. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willett. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Allison, thank you so much for being back. We had two weeks of Cody and Skylar, so if you guys missed it, Cody and Skylar are two oldest kids that we raised together, so to speak. We're on the podcast the last two Tuesdays, so if you missed those, go back and check those out. But I'm glad to be back with you, Allison, and we're going to round out this series this week and next, but thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to be back. So fun. So today I said, like, let's kind of do, you know, some things that we are glad that we did that we look back on and we're like, okay, that was a game changer and things that I was like, oh, I wish I would have done that a little bit different. So I'm actually going to start with one thing. We can go back and forth. One thing I wish I would have done differently is I wish we would have come up with a little bit smaller budget for holidays because these kids got way too much stuff. I mean, for me personally, like they got a lot of stuff above and beyond what the other kids got. And it's hard mm-hmm. because like if like if I spend a dollar on Brock and Emerson, I want to spend a dollar on Cody and Skylar, but at the same time then they're getting literally thousands of dollars of stuff on Christmas and birthday. And yes, that's great for them. But at the same time, holy crap, we're creating monsters. So that is one thing I wish in hindsight, we would have started earlier is kind of making a a combined Christmas versus kind of two financially separate Christmases. Mm -hmm. This is true. Yes, it probably did not lead realistic expectations for being the recipient of gifts. Yeah, that is that is something hard that that was hard. And I think it would be hard to do. I mean, I'm not a divorced parent, but obviously I'm very close to it. Yeah. And I think it would be hard for some families to come together for that combined holiday. In our situation, it probably wouldn't have been maybe more logistically difficult being out of state. But um, yeah, if there's any way for someone to be able to do that and just do a combined Christmas, I think it would benefit the kids in the long run. Yeah. You may not, th- you may not think it at the present time, but hearing what some of the kids are, the kids in their twenties now are saying makes it a little more real. <laughs> real. You, yeah. You, you can see the fallout of spending that kind yeah. of money and them getting that, that kind of financial gifts. And also looking at the idea of, you know, like you were always so good about making sure that we were all getting and, and Skylar and Cody would send Christmas wish lists to us but we would get together so they wouldn't get 10 pairs of jeans or three pairs of the same shoes or the same Mm -hmm. makeup palette or whatever. So we were always good about that, but just the financial piece. And then, you know, a a lot of times too, and this, this would work to benefit everybody too. Like if one parent doesn't make that much money, you also, as, as Cody talked about in his episode, it kind of sucks when like maybe the mom can get 
$20 worth of Christmas gifts for their kids. And then the dad gets $300 worth of gifts or vice versa. It creates such an inequality that the parents see as not a combined front. It's just so weighted like, oh, well, I'm going to go live with my one parent because they can give me more things. Some, you know, like when you're a child, you're a bit narcissistic. A lot of times you go to the highest bidder. So, you know, if, if you have any possibility of combining your Christmas, I would say try to do that. But that was that's my one. I wish I w- could go back and change a little bit. What about you? What are you what are you thinking? Things that you glad you did or wish you did different? So wh- one thing that I wish we had done and that we did not do, which again, I realize this is not going to be realistic for all of the listeners, but like a group trip or mm. vacation. Whether it was like to the beach at spring break or renting a cabin in the woods and going hiking and having bonfires and all that kind of like removing ourselves from both of our homes. Yeah. Because we did do the visits. You were saying we did visit back and forth at each house for like Skylar's dance recital or whatever that was. But I do, and I still would love to do that, to be honest with you. I still would love to take that because if you're not a child of divorce or you haven't really watched your child while you're all together. So I've seen Cody and Skylar where the four of us are together, meaning you, Rich, myself, and Jim. And the benefit that it has on Cody and Skylar to see us all getting along energetically, emotionally, physically, you can literally see them being transformed watching. Wow. My mom and dad like each other. Wow. My mom and Allison really get along and like spending time together. My dad likes Jim. Jim likes my dad. They all love each other. This is a beautiful thing. The energy that that brings to your child is like monumental. And I don't care if they're 25 or they're 14. It's a game changer. And it creates a united front, which again, instills that self-esteem. So I still would like to do that with all of us. I mean, it seems like the world goes so fast. We And plus we had COVID for Skylar's graduation because I know we talked about doing something at Skylar's college graduation but with COVID. So hopefully moving forward, we can do something which would be amazing. So yeah, I like that. So good. One of the things that I'm glad that we did was we always put, and I've talked about it before, but we've always put the kids first. And I'm so, so glad that in that energy, I have never, nor have you, nor has Rich, nor has Jim, none of us have ever sent a nasty email or text in four. 15 years, we have never sent a nasty email or text. And that is a game changer, in my opinion. You know, like that is huge. None of us ever went that route, no matter what it was, you know, like no snarky, no, you didn't, no, you should have, where were you? None of that stuff. And I have to say that out of everything, like in what I see, and, and as we learned last week with Cody, no negative on social media ever, ever, never, ever. Not that we had a reason, but mm-hmm. it was a never an option, but B, we just never did it. And, mm-hmm. and the fallout of that positiveness is huge, huge. Yeah. So I think it not only was beneficial or healthy for our parental relationships, but it also was a good example that we were leading for the kids. Yeah. 
because one thing I could do with with Skylar's interview is the the amount of stress as a child of divorce that they are putting on themselves and that the relationship of having four parents puts on them. It's four stressors. It's four opportunities for miscommunication or misunderstanding or people, you know, managing people's emotions and Skylar being more sensitive in a positive way felt responsible to manage our happiness because she's, you know, who she is. And so by, by not creating a negative that she would have to quote, make better or manage or anything like that, I think that was huge. And I know a lot of parents do send shitty texts and I do understand that a lot of parents then have to turn to like court overseeing text message centers. I know these things are all out there for a reason, but if you can take a day, two days, pick up the phone, make the phone call versus send the shitty text or the email, the, the positive fallout from biting your tongue is lifelong. Mm-hmm. It's a lifelong. The phone call is so much better than email or text. Yeah. Cause I mean, you as- know, with anything in your life, a text can be read the wrong way. It was actually sent by the sender. Yeah. So yeah, I think a phone call is probably the best option, but sometimes that can't happen. 100%. All right, you're up. Positive, negative. So I think that one of the things that we did well, that I'm glad that we did, is allowing our younger kids to have the relationship Mm. that they have. Brock and Emerson and Will and Alex, they're pretty tight. They don't see each other often, but when they do, they pick up right where they left off, like no time has passed. And I think it's, it's very great. It's, it's just great. It's a great family dynamic for all of us as a combined family to have mm-hmm. those younger siblings as close as they are. Yeah. Cause I am a child of divorce and there was, it felt very compartmentalized. Whereas I think with Cody, Skylar, Brock, Emerson, Will, Alex, it's a continuum. There is no, well, I'm going to be with my brothers. It's like, okay, well then we'll all be there. We'll, we'll all do that together. Well, mm-hmm. you know, like there's no, well, I have to do this. I can't be, you know, hanging with you because I have to hang. There's no compartmentalization. It's just what it is. Granted, there's compartmentalization based on geographics of where right. we all live. But I think that that's one less stressor also for us and for the older kids that they don't have to turn their love, their loyalty, their family. There's no parameters around those words. There's no parameters mm-hmm. around what they can talk about. Like, well, that's that's your mom and Jim's kids. Those types of words. Like, that's that's your dad and Allison's children. Like, that's your family over there. Mm-hmm. And those types of things, I don't think parents recognize if you are not a child of divorce, how destructive saying those types of things mm-hmm. to kids are like, that's your dad's family. Like, even if you brought children into the marriage and you had your own children, Allison, the, the separateness and putting that on your kids, that that's your dad's family. That's your stepmom's family. It's, it's. I don't think parents are recognizing the stressful situation they're putting their kids under. So by us all coming together and having no parameters, no separation, we are all a family. I think that again is just huge. So hundred percent, hundred percent. So yeah. Okay. So 
what else? So things that I'm glad that we did. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily something that I did, but it's something that you did. And Rich, I'm glad that you really pulled my family in because I'm not there. So we have lived outside of Ohio for, oh God, 12 of our 14 years of marriage. And so for 12 years, you have been a huge part of my family's family, like my mom and and James and Leslie. And just by being there, it's just one more point of contact for my parents and my stepdad, Tom. And so Tom has always been a part of your family. My mom has always been a part of your family. So that I think is huge is recognizing you more as like, a sister, if you will, in that energy mm-hmm. that you are there. If I need something for her or my stepdad or my dad, like whatever it is, it's just, it's one more person that I can connect with if I need help. And so you always inviting her to like holidays and stuff like that. Huge. So mm-hmm. that, that is huge. But opposite of that are people that go back to the parameters of mom. They're not your family. I divorced him. That energy, that stifling of energy, that separateness. And granted, I get it. There's people. But my point is, if you have the opportunity or if you can push towards that of staying a family, even through divorce, mm-hmm. the fallout in a positive way is huge, mm-hmm. huge. And I, I know we've mentioned it in previous episodes, but my kids see your mom as mm. a grandmother. They call her Grandma Kathleen. Yeah. So it's one more person to love them too. Right. Right. And her drop off a big bag of giant Cheetos for their (laughs) birthday and, you know, different things like that there. She's allowed them to build the same kind of birthday traditions that she does with Cody and Skylar and Brock and Emerson and all the other grandkids. That's been nice too. That is so nice. So uh, something else that uh, my turn now. Yes. (laughs) Something else that I think was a positive that we've done is the relationship that Jim and I have Mm. because Jim and I are, I think we might have similar personalities and we both had never been married before. So sometimes like it would be helpful when just Jim and I would connect. That you had your own relationship. It wasn't just Rich and I, and you guys were these odd men out. You guys were hugely instrumental during the difficult times, in my opinion, because I would get Mm -hmm. emotional. I would get wacko for whatever reason. And you and Jim were more of the level-headed, non-emotional. You you didn't really have skin in the game as far as a a past history, like Rich and I had a history. We had, Rich and I had history, good, bad, and ugly. You and Jim didn't have history. You guys just had facts that you were working mm-hmm. with. You were working with right. dates and times and scenarios mm-hmm. and problems for the kids and things to solve. It was very, very kind of arm out versus energy, 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 energy. Well, you did this and you mm-hmm. did that. And he, <laughs> Cody wouldn't be that way if it wasn't for your DNA and Meredith Skyler mm-hmm. wouldn't be, you know what I mean? Like right. you can get so much emotion into it when you have the two married exes mm-hmm. handling these things you and Jim didn't have history no and so sometimes Jim and I would just have phone call conversations you know like when Cody moved here senior year I mm. had never had kids living under the roof permanently 
And so, I mean, Jim would call me and give me pointers like, hey, this works, this doesn't work. Like, I think that we both came from similar situations and having each other was a big help. And I knew that I could call him anytime and be like, hey, I need help. What should I do? And he would do the same. Well, and when they go back and forth visitation, the bonus parent, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I remember too, is you would call him, you know, or whatever and be like, okay, just so you know, we're dealing with this right now with one of them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that there's like an emotional situation or there's a physical like Cody's cough. Not that you couldn't call me, but it just seemed like, you know, we would all just work together, but you two, I feel were completely instrumental during the most difficult times over the past 14 years, mm-hmm. in- hugely instrumental because, you know, it, it's just, it takes the emotion out of it and you just get down to brass tacks. So I think that that is, is huge, mm-hmm. huge. You guys okay. had your own relationship. Okay. So my, my next thing I wish we would have done different and, and Skylar and I talked about it in her episode was what I learned from my friend Damon, which is the triangular relationship model, which is when someone brings in a negative or a problem or a complaint that you stop what you're doing. You say, have you talked to your dad about this? Have you talked to Allison about this instead of talk? Not that we talk shit, but you know what I mean? And nailing it and getting it out in the open and then picking up the phone call and getting everyone on the phone and talking about it and just putting it to bed because I'm going to tell you, and and Skylar said this on her, her episode too, was the minute that we did that with Jim and her and Rich and myself, you were at work that day. It has literally changed everything since that day. We have had no issues. It was like, it was like everything just got put to bed that day. It was so energetically bizarre. It made everything like a net zero And I wish that we would have learned to do that. So if you're out there and your kid comes to you and says, dad, bonus mom, whatever it is, say, oh, have you talked about that with them? If the answer is no, or maybe even yes, pick up the Mm -hmm. phone, get everyone on the phone and squash it. I would have, I would have given money to do that decades ago because I think that would have changed even what we have even better it would have changed even better Mm -hmm. I agree I mean just I mean with anything with work with home anything the more communication lines that are open and the back and forth that's happening the better yep I mean it can all aspects of life yep huge so something that I wish we would have done better was after listening to Cody's podcast and hearing like how important traditions were to him. Mm-hmm. I guess you kind of like in the day-to-day life and being a parent and all the responsibilities and working and everything, you just, you, you kind of forget that like seeing these types of things through the children's eye. So, and this is for any family, like yeah, he really honed in on like that traditions were important to him and he never wanted to miss out. So I think we did a good job at having some family traditions, but maybe there were oppor- there was opportunity to do more. Yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be something big, but it's like, I don't know, you, we all do something on St. Patrick's Day. Like we all do a group FaceTime on St. Patrick's, you know, just little things, but memorable that they remember. A coming, another coming together. Another coming together or birthdays. You know, we all do a FaceTime 
at six o'clock on birthday nights, then we all sing just different things. I, I am after hearing that at him as an adult, I am looking back and I'm like, gosh, I wish we would have done more tradition in the family and birthdays kind of stuck out in my mind because Cody and Skylar, well, Cody, I guess was sometimes here for his birthday, but we, we did have birthday, little birthday parties for them, but it wasn't on their birthday where, you know, your actual birthday is special. And I think that there was an opportunity for us to have some sort of like full family FaceTime or phone call or some sort of tradition that we did on birthdays. I love that so much. That is, that makes so much sense. It's when you're, when you're talking about it, I look at it and it's like one more opportunity to just make all of it right. Mm -hmm. You know, inside of the, the trauma, the drama, the pain, the whatever, the separateness to have one more opportunity to make it a family. And as soon as you said that about Christmas, I was like, Ooh, we should do like a gift exchange where each kid has a kid, right. each adult has an adult. And cause we did that with my, you know, we do that with my mom's family, you know, my mom and my brothers and sisters and all our spouses. And, but like, even if it's something as silly as each adult gets like a $40 gift and each kid gets a $20 yes. gift, it brings everyone back in and then we FaceTime to open them. And then we FaceTime to open it. And we mm-hmm. we're so lucky now to have Zoom and FaceTime and all these things on the television mm-hmm. where you can see everybody. Like it's really cool. So we have the opportunity if you don't live next to each other, because Cody's in Cincinnati, Skylar's in Florida, you're in Ohio, I'm in Chicago. You know, like we're all in different places, but we can come together through this. And and Cody's episode really was hard for me to listen to because when you're going through the divorce, you think about equality. You think I want mine. He needs his meaning time, meaning of your ex. So you and your ex are figuring out time and because children are children, you know, clearly they're not going to be involved, but as they do get older, or if you do move away, I think that sometimes you lose sight, even though it was such a focus for all of us, I still lost sight of what do they want? You know, eventually we got like into a rhythm where Rich got the kids, Rich and you got the kids every Thanksgiving, just because you guys were frying turkeys and all sorts. And, you know, the shag of X were there and whatever. But I, I, I thought that that was really eye opening, like you're saying about the traditions and, and we needed, we should have actually with what you're saying is created new traditions based solely on the divorce mm-hmm. based solely on being separate. Mm-hmm. So we kept our separate traditions, but never made new together traditions. Mm-hmm. So that is huge. I love that right there. New mm-hmm. together traditions. How can we make this family new with all the moving parts and all mm-hmm. the different per- people and it doesn't yep. have to be, it could be, like you said, a 15 minute phone call on birthdays at six o'clock where they open their presents and we're all together, you know, now with Zoom, we can do that. So I love the idea of a reinventing new inventions based on the entire entirety of all the people. That's huge. Mm-hmm. So good. And so I guess I would just end my thing with something that I'm glad that we did was, hmm, I think that I'm glad that we did all of it. When I listened to Cody and Skylar's as, as difficult as it was as a mom, you know, cause as a parent, you're like, wow, what if I, what if I should have done this differently? 
And I have a lot of women and men that reach out to me in my practice of coaching that I'm in a horrible relationship, but I've got two kids, the whole thing. And what I keep trying to explain to them is you have a whole life waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And so I would say the thing that I'm glad is that although divorce is horrible, although divorce is sad, you and I wouldn't be sitting here. Will and Alex wouldn't be here. Rock and Emerson wouldn't be here. Jim wouldn't be here. Cody and Skylar wouldn't Mm -hmm. be benefiting from you and Jim and our extended families and the Franks and the Shagavak. You know what I mean? There's so, I'm glad we did all of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's created what we have today and it's created a richer environment. We married Rich. He just loves it too. He thinks it's the funny. You guys have to understand, Rich thinks that the name We Married Rich is hysterical. So I love that. But I think that the environment that we've created here, I I don't look any of any of it and go, boy, I wish I would have. So if you're out there and you're you're like, gosh, I'm, I'm in a marriage that isn't working anymore. We've tried, we've gone to counseling. It's a loveless marriage. We're sleeping in two separate bedrooms. It's not working. There's a whole life waiting for you, literally. And there's Mm -hmm. friends waiting for you. If you do it right and you do it without anger and animosity, and even if you do, you still can get past it. If you don't send this shitty email and text and you don't put shit on, you know, on social media, there's a possible friendship on the other side of this with your ex's Mm -hmm. spouse or new children that are going to come into the picture or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's huge. huge. So yeah, we didn't do everything great. Do you have any more before we sign off to this episode? You, we had some overlap on some things we did great. And then those were the only things that I had that I, my wishes, I wish we would have. You know, one, uh, one big one. And I think that I talked about this in either Cody or Skylar's is one of the things that I'm so glad because I know that this is a huge problem is the money. Mm-hmm. it was all like 99.9% cut and dry in the paperwork. So I wasn't calling you guys every five minutes asking for part mm-hmm. of a copay. I need shoes. I need $10 for this. I need $40. Mm-hmm. It was for the most part in, it was handled up front. So there was no phone calls and asking for it. I think a huge thing that people do wrong in divorces is they leave some of those copays, deductibles, monetary things up in the air. And I think that is a huge mistake mm-hmm. because can you, I mean, how would you like it if every five minutes I was asking you for 10 bucks? Right. It causes nothing but consternation. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. So having that like cut and dry, I think at the beginning, I think that's definitely something that needs to happen in my, mm-hmm. and we did that right and so if you are out there and you are doing your divorce or thinking about it, have everything in the child support so you are not asking for any money on the side because it is mm-hmm. irritating to everybody. It's irritating to look for it. It's irritating to come up with receipts. I see it all the time. It's irritating. So I think that we did huge too. Mm-hmm. So fun. Yeah. I mean, we're, clearly we're perfect. Clearly. Exactly. Zero room for improvement. Zero room for improvement. <laughs> Ask Cody and Skylar. Right. <laughs> They'll be happy to tell you there was definitely room for improvement. But well, I so appreciate you being here on this episode. We have one more to go. If you haven't listened to all of the episodes of We Married Rich, go back to the beginning because we're dishing on all of it. We have the kids on two episodes, which was great. And they did not disappoint at all. And so we got one more to go. But thanks again so much for being here this week, Allison. I really appreciate it. 
Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the next one. Awesome. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillets.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind-the-scenes footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.